the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, I guess count down from five, baby. Or no, un, or no, uh, wait, I sang. How do you count down from five? Catorze. Vier. That's some nasty shit. Five. Eins. Un, dos, trois, quatre, cinq, Wait, fuck. I can count up, I can't count down. Un, dos, trois, quatre, cinq. Cinq, quatre. Podcast, all the sports gambling podcast network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Join with our host. We got the beast from the east. We got the thunder from Philly down under. We are Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the fuck are we doing tonight? Go birds here. Everything is great in the city of Philadelphia. The birds just destroyed the Giants, even though I'm just a casual football fan. Very casual. You know, I get caught up in the uh, playoff runs here. It's a uh, Always a good time in Philadelphia when these sports teams are winning, which is not very often, so you have to take advantage of it. Eagles are winning. Flyers and Sixers also both won on Saturday. Got the uh, trifecta. I was telling Talon before the before the show, Flyers are a wagon now, so watch out. Everything is coming up, Philly. Right on, right on. Um, the NFL is kind to me as well. I mean, not so much in the bets. I was like uh, a three and five in terms of the... Bets I made before the weekend, not smart, making so many bets when uh, the markets are so sharp. But uh, in terms of the teams that made it, in terms of futures, Super Bowl, conference winners, I couldn't have picked four better teams to advance. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, uh, that, that was awesome. I, I celebrated that Niners win. That was the biggest one for me, knocking Dallas out. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck Dallas, as the, uh, the ad says. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> I think Anyways, it says Dallas sucks, to be clear. It doesn't say yeah, fuck Dallas. Just, okay, well, whatever it was. Well that's that's just our version of it. Might as well say Dak Prescott is a big fucking pussy. <laughs> so yeah, after that that Niners win, I was staying up, having some drinks, a few Jamesons, and uh, watched some tennis. Uh, this, this game was a mad, a mad match. Uh, between Andre Rublev and uh, Holger Runa, who's a Danish guy, versus a Russian. And... Uh, the, the the match was shitty. Like the the rallies, there were barely any that lasted like more than five shots. Uh, terrible quality, but uh, it was back and forth, back and forth. Nobody wanted to win. Uh, Rublev was down like ten different times. I thought he was down and out. I, that's who I was betting on. And uh, <laughs> like uh, he, he somehow managed to keep, stay in the game, and then it ended up like uh, the ball dribbled over the net on his last shot uh, to, to win the match. It was the most ridiculous. <laughs> way to end it uh, but the most fitting for how terrible the match was played just like a total luck job like the ball like just 
barely went over the net. Just hit the net and didn't know which side it was going to fall off of. And it fell off on the right side for me. But uh, the best part about it was after the match, uh, the Australian guy uh, asked him about it. Like, uh, what were you thinking there, man? Crikey, this match was a roller coaster. What do you think about it? And then the Russian's like, no, no. Roller coaster, fun. This more like <laughs> gun to head. <laughs> we don't have roller coaster. We have coaster. Yeah. Is yeah, that so your Australian accent though? Because my girl and I were talking today, and you know how you do an Australian accent? You gotta say one word and it gets you into it. Roy's a blade. <laughs> Roy's a blade. Roy's a blade. Roy's a blade. We're not a strip in the barbie, mate. <laughs> okay, for myself. I, I I didn't even tell you guys this before the show. I'm doing fucking fantastic. I'll give you one guess one guess why. And it came down to sports. Guess what it is? One each. Is it golf? Not the Leafs losing to the Habs. It's not the Leafs. Ryan, you're the winner. Ding ding ding. My boy, Jonathan Runnerton, John Rom came through, won me fucking 380 bucks because this motherfucker is just on a heater, apparently. He's played fucking two tournaments. He's won both of them that he's been in. Oh, my God. John Rom and the Travelers. I'm fucking fired up, baby. We're up already. He's won four of his last six. He's absolutely on fire. Yeah, but there's only two that's counted this year, so who cares? No, worldwide, man. Worldwide. He's fucking ramming the competition. And Team Canada is a fucking wagon at the Olympics since fucking 2000 or 1980. Fucking who knows what. But uh, yeah, I'll give you credit. John Rahm is actually sick and he's dialed this year. Look for him to do big things, man. My boy, Jonathan Ronathan. That's what I call him when I'm all drunk and I'm fired up. Jonathan Ronathan, make that putt. Uh, but I'm fired up. We're having a good time. And you know where else you can have a good time, baby? You can have a great time at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Because you know what they got there? Guess what they got there? They got articles. They got articles for all the sports. And guess what they got more? They got podcasts for all the sports. NFL is coming down. We're in the, what is it, the semi? I don't even know what you call it. I guess it's the, the conference championship games. We got basketball going on. There's college hoops. Golf's ripping off. NASCAR's looking to fire up. F1's right around the corner. Hockey's doing our thing. MMA's doing its thing. Baseball's in the offseason. There's tons of news going on. God damn it, baby. It's a good time to be a sports fan. And you can find all that information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Uh, as well, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. God damn it, Discord's been firing off. We ban parlays. If you're posting parlays, then we'll fuck yourself. But uh, as long as you're not posting parlays, then come on the Discord and have a good old-fashioned time, baby. Because the Discord's popping off. Everybody's great. Uh, good to see a lot of new faces in there. Good to see all the OGs in there as well. Always is. If you're not in the Discord, not only are you losing out on money, more importantly, you're losing out on good times, baby. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a good time. Shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Get your ass in the Discord. Oh, did yeah, I cut out? No, I think it's Ryan. Ryan is oh, uh, off to the here. bathroom or he's doing something, uh, making oh, his own parlays. You can also follow us at, uh, at uh, on Twitter at, uh, I forget what our Twitter is, SGPN uh, slash hockey, uh, as well as leave a five-star rating and review. Five-star ratings and review. Do Am I doing my best giraffe impression here? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm back here. I'm back from uh, from high up above. I had to get some leaves from uh, high up there for uh, everyone else can't reach them. But uh, yeah, speaking of Discord, shout out to uh, Chef Boy RD in there on Twitter at Fellows55, the winner of our big giveaway, $250 in cash. And then shout out at Top underscore Gunna. He won the uh, $100 SGPN gift card. So uh, good giveaway there. Got a bunch of good feedback in the reviews that Talon was just talking about. So uh, so greatly, great, great uh, giraffe impression there by him. 
And uh, yeah, I, I was mentioned before the uh, I, I mentioned jokingly that parlays were banned in the Discord, and since then there really haven't been any. So maybe it wasn't a joke. Maybe they are actually banned. But, but what yeah. are you talking about, man? You <laughs> said show us your parlays before the game started, and freaking twenty people showed their freaking well, parlays. Well, no, he, I get he's trying to fuck I with them. that because people like come in afterwards, like, oh look at this parlay I just hit. I'm like, okay, that's sick. Let me build a fucking time machine, go back in time, and place that parlay. No, I had to Pick. step in there. You saw your, me stepping in there and. Let's settle it once and for all. We, maybe I'm being a dick here, but we as the HGP collectively, maybe I'm wrong, maybe not collectively, we don't give a fuck about your parlays. Stop fucking posting it. The hockey group used to be about talking hockey and talking about bets that were good bets. We don't care about your fucking parlays, okay? So maybe, maybe I'm speaking for myself here, but I got a good feeling that's the collectively involved. Boys, what are your thoughts? Are we fucking parlays or are we not fucking parlays? Cosign. Cosign. Yeah, I mean, we, we care less about your parlay than we do about your fantasy team. And who the fuck gives a shit about that? I post yeah, no. stuff about fantasy all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no one even dude, cares no about one... my props. Like, no one even... No, one, they, no, dude, we, oh, we just want to No talk more shots on goal. Oh, We've been over that phase, too. Oh, no, I know. As long as it's not the power play points and the first first team to score all this. We were, we were complaining before about how like we, we go so long on these podcasts. This is why. We just get caught up complaining about shit and just go off the rails. But I like I'm, enjo- just, I'm enjoying yeah. it. This is what the podcast should be. Yeah, well, it's okay. We're... I don't, I don't really speak for myself, but we're buckled, baby. And you know what happens when we're buckled? When we're buckled, we do the best fucking shows that we can. Unless you're from Boston, you're like, ooh, we don't like buckled Canadians. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but that's okay, baby. They're all Irish down there. What are they talking about? They're not even Irish. They're not. They If they were Irish, they'd be cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we touched on our giveaway. Ryan, let's dive a little bit more into that, buddy. This is a big thing. We've been pumping this fucking contest for a while now. Uh, I don't really know if there's anything more to dive into. Yeah, we did the game. Who won it? I, I just didn't hear you the first Chef, time. Chef Boy RD Chef won. Chef Boy RD, fellow Vancouverite. Yeah. An, an OG member from the S word we can no longer say. So I'm very happy about that. What did and Chef Boy RD win exactly? $250 in cash. Oof. And? He's, he's, he already said that that's what he won. What do you oh. mean? And? $250? I, I think that's a pretty good fucking prize. And you got and, a shout out. And he got a shout out, and he said in the Discord he's going to pledge that $50 of it to a uh, podcast parlay. I don't know if that's our locks parlay. Oh, he's banned. Give the war word to someone else. I've got the ban. Yeah, don't do maybe. it, bro. Let's <laughs> go to the next winner. <laughs> okay, that's sick, though. But you know what? This motherfucker won 250 bucks, goddammit, just on a listener of a show. So next time we do a contest, you might as well enter because then you can win 250 bucks. <laughs> that's cool, baby. Pump those tires. All right, this has gone off the rails. Let's dive into it. We haven't done this in a while. We got a couple things we're going to touch on here before we get into some stuff. Do uh, do Lock Dog Total first? Okay, we're going to do Lock Dog Total. Just quickly, quickly. Quickly, we're going to run through it from last show here. Uh, We did okay, collectively, this show. We did all right. Uh, Jolie killed it. He went 2-1, and plus 1.65 units. Myself, I went 2-1 and as well, up 1.04 units. Rage went 1-2, for minus 209 units. A little bit of tough sledding for here on his lock, but you know what? I would have picked the same lock, so it's not even his fault. Mr. Meyer, as always, apparently this guy's running away with it, and he's a fucking god. Uh, Go for it, buddy. Let us know what you got. Well, Ryan said quickly, which is a good thing, because I don't remember shit about these games. Uh, <laughs> Capitals won 4 nothing, I think, over the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Didn't see a second in that game. Predators, they, I had them in regulation, plus 135. They lost to outright, I think. I don't remember to whom. And Panthers, Canadians, over 6.5. This is looking like a, a 
bad one, but uh, then the Panthers scored like six goals and <laughs> ended up winning six to two. So it turned out to be a comfy win in the end. Oh, speaking of the Panthers, I want to, I want to bring up uh, Alex Lyon coming in and having a few big wins for him. The Lion King, former flyer and phantom ah. great there. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm very happy that the show was uh, a positive 0.6 units uh, last show. I went one and two. Hawk was the Devils. They lost in overtime to the Kraken. That was that was bad there. Uh, my dog was a Canadian. They got killed 6-2 by the Panthers. And my total, I thought was I thought was a, a different total, but Joel in the Discord informed me it was uh, Stars Kings under six, and that. And you was, gave up. You gave up on the Devils too. I, I did. Told you, well, man. I, I rightfully gave up on the Devils. They lost. They lost in overtime. You gave up when they were two nil down. Because they're not coming back from that against a wagon. They did, the they did come back. What are you talking about? They lost in overtime. They don't have, they don't have, not enough gas left in the tank there. I don't know. I don't not have a petrol. What a up there in Canada, pussy. but it's pretty expensive here. They you can, know, Gilbert's uh, the French name. No wonder he's so Bear. Jill Bear. I was going to start the show. I was going to kind of start the show with a uh, with a French thing, but I, I had the go go birds there. Uh, yeah, one and two minus two units for me. I I, I got to bounce back here. Unbelievable. You guys are the fucking best. Uh, myself, for my lock, I had Carolina money line against Minnesota. Uh, they won 5-2. It was never a question, baby. Let's go. Uh, Patch Radio, that kind of sucks. We'll touch on that maybe on a later day. For my dog, LA Kings regulation plus 110 against Dallas. They got the shit kicked out of them, if I recall. What was it, like 4 nothing Dallas? They didn't stand a chance, which is such a buzzkill, man. I was really on LA in that game. That sucks. Uh, my total, though, Toronto-Winnipeg under 6.5, minus 120. I called it. Leafs won. You know what the best part of the Leafs winning was? It went under. You know what the best part is? We still won 4 once. So we kicked the shit out of those Jets. All you Winnipeg fucking losers that say there's a Toronto-Winnipeg rivalry, there's not. There's not. We don't give a fuck about you. You're useless. Your city is boring. Like yeah, There's nothing to do. You might have, like, Louis Riel can eat a dick. We've talked about this, like, every time you bring up Winnipeg in the podcast. Fuck you. Fuck the Jets. There's no rivalry. You guys suck. You stink. Your team is miserable. Rick Bonus is awesome. Your team's actually pretty good, but you're not good enough to beat us, baby. So go fuck right off, you nerds. At least one four to one, so that's a pretty big win. And the under hit, baby. Not too bad. Okay. Finally, we're going to get into this little bit of NHL news that we touched on. Uh, we uh, Before we say this, we got a couple fun things planned for uh, the All-Star break. So just keep an eye on I know you think there's no hockey. Why are we going to listen to the show? Oh, baby, we got a couple things on the road. But before we get to there, we're going to jump into the NHL news. We got to give some credit here to somebody on this show. There has been a gentleman on this show. He, I'm going to assume that he's under six foot because he's a little bit of a pussy. I'm going to assume that he's from one of the nerdiest places to live in Canada, and that is Vancouver. But this guy has been a patient motherfucker. He's been patient all year long. And you know why? Because this guy has so many future bets, and one of them has been first coach to be fired. Well, a first coach did not get fired until, what is the date? Was it yesterday or today? I think it was today, wasn't it? Or yesterday. Sunday. I don't know. Sunday. It was Monday. Sunday. So it was Sunday. So it was two days ago. So January 21st. It took that long for the first coach to get fired. It's the 22nd. T- today is Monday. Oh, my God. I don't know. Either, either fucking way. It was the 22nd. Bruce Boudreaux got fired. And Mr. Joel Meyer, Canada's very own, the native of BC, the grizzly himself, the BC grizzly lion, Joel fucking Meyer had this guy to be the first coach fired, and he called it from the beginning of the season. This guy's been so patient. Normal people would be like, hey, bitchin', why can't a coach get fired? Well, somebody finally did. Joel Meyer, tell us about your bet. Give us a breakdown here, and tell us how stoked you are that Bruce Lee finally gave it to you. Okay, you guys have to be a little patient, because I got so many things to say. 
but we're going to start with uh, Talon. You got about 50 things wrong in that that uh, <laughs> sequence there, but uh, you, you did get one thing right, which is I am under six feet, and that is like uh, a rarity in my family. We're all like six three, six four. I'm Manlet Meyer here, uh, at only five Manlet ten, Meyer, five eleven. It. Yeah, that that's what they call him, Manlet Meyer here, the the the, the shrimp of the family. But uh, yeah, as for this this uh, thing, I, I can go on and on about the. Uh, uh, the, the coach Bruce Boudreau and whatever uh, we'll get into that uh, but start with the, the the bet I had it was one of my last bets actually I only got plus 650 on it and uh, it was one of uh, like six or seven other bets I had going on for first coach fired so I didn't win a bunch of money on that but uh, certainly better than what happened if uh, I don't know some other random coach uh, was a racist or uh, touched a little girl or something <laughs> like that got fired yeah, something strange like I was fearing then I'll lose all those bets to some dumb shit because nobody's firing any fucking coaches for doing a terrible job, which is exactly what fucking Bruce Brujo was doing, a terrible fucking job, yet somehow he's St. Bruce, St. Bruce Brujo, Bruce, good give it to you. Everyone loves him for some reason. I don't get it. He did a terrible job. There's no structure to this team. They lost like fucking a million uh, three, four goal leads. Uh, terrible, terrible job. And, you know, of course, the Canucks management deserves the blame and all that. I get it. Uh, but at the oh, same time, like... I don't get why everyone loves this fucking guy, man. Like, it, they, they're saying, oh, he was treated so badly. Oh, it's shameful how they treated him. He could have fucking quit if it was so bad. Be like, oh, I feel like I'm disrespected. I want to leave. No, because he's getting fucking paid for it. Millions of dollars. So uh, I don't get why we have to uh, love this guy for just <laughs> getting paid to coach a hockey game. And he's fucking crying behind the bench, crying at press conferences. What the fuck is this pussy bitch shit? Ooh. Oh, man, I can't stand this 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 soft shit, man. I, I have to hear about it all all freaking weekend That's on the Canadian media. Take. I know nobody else is saying this. Nobody else is I saying know. this. Everyone else is saying, oh, glory, glory, glory. Bruce Boudreaux, the saint of hockey. And his fucking mustard stains on his fucking tie like a big old slob. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Why the fuck do we love this guy so much? He did a fucking terrible job. Like, uh, he couldn't defend a lead. Goaltending shit. Penalty kills gone as shit. 31st in the league, or 32nd, I think, at the end of it. Oh, I don't I don't get it, man. Uh, Bruce Brujo, he's a great offensive mind, and I'll respect him for that and all that, but uh, I don't know why everyone's just, like, falling all over him. Oh, Bruce, oh, Bruce. Oh, man. And then poor Rick Toggett's got to come in here, and everyone hates him right away because he's not Bruce Brujo. Like, That's not for... fair. I agree with I you. Know. He didn't, all he did was take the job. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I get it. The Canucks organization is a miserable shithole, and they did a terrible job in dealing with this. But at the same time, I don't know why everyone's just, like, slobbing this guy's knob. It's absolutely embarrassing. So you're saying you weren't one of those people that he was – that brought a tear to his eye on that uh, in that game when you were there? You were there the for – You were there for one of his final games, Joel. The I mean, second last one. I so, wish that so... was the last one. So I didn't have to fucking <laughs> see him cry on Saturday. No, but yeah. you, you, the you fans in the stands had the big old signs and everything. Oh, pissed me off, man. This guy fucking sucked. Like uh, the rest of the team, though, the management sucks, and uh, this guy's just part of it. I mean, the, okay. the change in the coach isn't going to do everything, but uh, it's better than what this guy gave you. Now, hear me out. So Travis Green didn't get it done for you. Is, was, is Travis Green a good coach in the NHL? I would say yes. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he, nope. he was all right, but the, the that's the thing because management didn't want to pay three fuck or ownership didn't want to pay three coaches at one time because there's still well, now you for, still are what they're doing <laughs> yeah 
No, but but they, no, no. If they fired him in the uh, in the uh, in the summer, right? That's what people wanted him to do. Oh, if you didn't want Bruce, then you should have fired him in the summer. Well, then they have to pay for Bruce, a new coach, and Travis Green at the same time. So this way, they at least got half of a season of uh, a discount you know what it for is, Bruce. It's the it's the it's the logistics behind it as well. Like you think about like obviously we look at the New Year. Oh, it's January New Year. Well, no, it's like what Q two for a lot of businesses and stuff like that. Well, a lot of revenue comes off the books. So depending on when they hired Travis Green, the Rick Tocca contract, like maybe instead of having three books technically on paper for one year they turned it over to make it a two-year thing which looks better optically when you're reporting to a governor board right so there's the business side of the nhl too and to me that's why i think it took so long to maybe fire bruce but um it, it's tough though because if you look at it from a straight point of view like what i was trying to say is bruce boudreau is not a bad coach in the nhl it didn't get it done uh obviously that's a shame travis green's not a bad coach in the nhl rick talkett's not a bad coach in the nhl although i will say somebody i saw him on twitter they were chirping saying rick talkett has a losing record yeah he coached the coyotes for fucking like <laughs> what, four years what do you expect all right the guy knows hockey so don't start up into that shit but and this yeah. is something we talked about in the show before it's ownership man it's not even management at this point it's not coaching like connects are it's an ownership problem maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't have my pulse on the market but that's what it seems like they want playoff games to drive revenue they're not willing to do a rebuild because they want to get playoff tickets and sales money now and guess what it's not gonna fucking happen i don't care you bring it and talk it you're gonna sell half your team nobody's a fucking movable except for who'd they say who'd they say was movable pedersen you definitely have the pulse pulse on the market though because uh, yeah it, it is definitely ownership and the lack of uh, willingness to do rebuild uh, like uh, you know the fans they really do want to rebuild but the ownership and management for some reason think that they just can get away with a retool but it's not going to work nuts. that way this, this team saying, needs to be ripped down if you're publicly saying you're willing to trade a player like Quinn Hughes then you don't know what the fuck you have and you don't belong or you don't deserve to be an owner or a manager in this goddamn league. And it's not Rutherford's fault. He's clearly getting orders from above him. But if you're willing to fucking trade a player like Quinn Hughes, Ilya Patterson, Bo Horvat, well guess what? You shouldn't have fucking signed JT Miller to that stupid contract, okay? So that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I have no sympathy for the Vancouver Canucks. I'm sorry to the fans, man. You guys deserve better. You had promise there. Well guess what? Your owner and your owner alone let you down. Yeah, yeah. Rutherford gets all the shit because he's the only one willing to do uh, speak to the media. Like the owner's not speaking to the media. Fucking uh, Patrick Alvin's not speaking to the media. It's just Rutherford being uh, too honest, as he said. That was his flaw. He said I was too honest. <laughs> but it, it's kind of too true. good of a guy. Yeah, you talk to the media. Like you don't have to talk to the media. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I feel for Vancouver Canucks fans because I feel like they're just the Western Canadian version of the Flyers. They have some good <laughs> young pieces. They have some horrible contracts and they have some ownership that doesn't know what to do with the team. And Joel brought up, you brought up a good point. Like, why is everyone like, Oh, poor Bruce or Joe. Look at this team. They're talented. They have six, probably top six forwards. They have the defense isn't great, but you got Quinn Hughes. You can, you can work with it. Um, goaltending should be fine. Like you should be able to hold lead. Just be able to be better than you are. And like the people that are caught up and feeling bad for Bruce, I feel bad for Bruce. Bruce, I, I love the uh, clip going around from 20, HBO 24 seven when he was with the caps about like, do you want it? You have to go out there and, and really want it and that shit. So I, no. I like that. But like, do you want it? No, you got to really fucking do you, want it. You think it. you want it? You got to go fucking get him want it. So yeah, yeah. like I, I like that stuff. I love, but yeah, he he's not. He was he wasn't doing a good job with, with the team. Uh, um, I'm gonna have to put an asterisk on Talon's Q1, Q2 with my accounting background there. I don't know if that really paid, played a factor in, but oh fuck yeah, off. The, uh, yeah, it did. The Canucks here are in in no man's land. I mean, at least their uh big contracts aren't 
awful besides OEL. I think JT Miller's even passable. I think he can be a, a solid middle six contributor at eight million a year is still a bit much, but they have a good core. It's a I mean it's a bit much. It's a bit much. But uh yeah, the Canucks need to do something there. I don't know, GM or ownership or definitely ownership, but the, the Canucks are just stop th- making dumb fucking trades and uh, use these draft picks uh, instead of there you yeah, go. It, yeah. Oliver yeah. Ekman Larson, what a horrible trade. <sighs> that's yeah, all I, that's, that's all I got. That's tough to chew on, man. You know, I we're gonna end this here. We don't gotta go in it. We've fuck, we've been chatting about the Canucks for a bit too long here, but uh I'm not I'm not even gonna say my point. That's okay. We'll get oh, into another no, day. I, I saw a tweet, I, I was trying to find who it was from about how like the Vancouver market like isn't tough on anybody and like now is the time to be like what's happened? Like nothing's got haven't done anything. These motherfuckers burnt down a city. They're tough. Right. And I, I, I love I appreciate that by the way. I am all in. Fucking riot. If your team loses, fucking let's go. Let's go. I'm all in on that. So all fucking pussy heroes that are saying, oh, like when the Habs lost, was it two years ago or last year? And people were all pissed off about it. Fuck that. Be mad. Be mad and express yourself. Don't let these fucking nerds tell you that you're wrong. Fuck that. Fucking right. But, like Vancouver is vicious, man. Like if Vancouver yeah. is the size of Toronto, we would be a much more uh, hardcore market. But uh, obviously Toronto's got the population. So. It's not it's the case, but apples and oranges, apples and oranges. Vancouver just hates, hates the, the, the Canucks basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very love hate relationship. Good thing you got the white caps, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get along here. We're going to move down to some other, uh, another Canadian market here. What a fucking, what's going on in Calgary boys. Holy shit. Okay. Old man, Daryl Sarda, who is a beauty. Come on. You got to love Daryl Sarda. He's an absolute fucking king. Um, but he had a bit of a quote here. I don't even know the rookie's name he was chirping at. But I feel like this is just started being a dick. Ryan, do you know the guy's, the kid's name he was fucking Jacob going Peltier. at? Peltier. Peltier. Jacob Peltier. Jacob Peltier. Uh, so I guess there was a quote. It was after the game saying, hey, it was Peltier's first game. And the media was like, oh, what do you think of Peltier's first game? And this motherfucker, Daryl Sarda. <laughs> you know what the best part about this? So this motherfucker had like the sheet in front of him, like the, the stat sheet from the game. This mother old fucking piece. I don't want to say piece of shit because he's beauty. He put on his glasses. That's the best part about this. This guy put on his glasses, lifted the sheet up, uh, Peltier, Peltier. What number was he? And then he read off his stats and then said, yeah, he was fine. Six minutes games played. You know, what do you expect from the guy? Still got a lot of time to learn. I don't know what you guys think. To me, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's great. It was clearly he was being a little bit sarcastic, I'm, I'm assuming. And just everyone on Twitter is like, oh, you, you can't. What are you doing? Is he trying to be like Torts? Is like, he's, is he trying to one up Torts? Is he trying to, what's he doing to this kid? He had a, had a good game. No, he's just having fun with the media and, and the media can't see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, mad. Like uh, people writing articles about him uh, lacking humanity or human decency. Oh, or I, whatever. I, I just I just Google news that. And yeah, Sutter's mockery of Peltier's debut wasn't just bad leadership. It lacked human decency. Shut the fuck up. OK, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joel. This guy grew up in like what? Like, I don't know. He's in the prairie somewhere. Wasn't he like an like an Alberta kid or some shit like that? Oh, yeah. This guy grew up in like probably the 19 like fucking like 50s and 60s. <laughs> Playing hockey in a frozen barn somewhere, and the puck was literally a piece of horse shit. And he grew up. Have you listened to the Sarders fucking interviews on like Chicklets or something? These guys oh, were yeah. sticklers. It was Brandon a different. Sutter is the best. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like you're nuts. If you expect anything from less than this guy, then it's like walking into a fucking strip joint and being like, "Hey, you know what? I'm an advocate. I'm a I'm a wholesale 
how come these people aren't wearing more clothes? You're a fucking loser. <laughs> you got to know what you're getting into. Are you kidding me? This guy's an absolute beauty. He's an old school human being. What do you think you're going to ask him about a rookie that played his first goddamn game and had six minutes of ice time? What's he supposed to say? Oh, this kid looks great. He could be the next Connor McDavid. He could be the next Sidney Crosby. You know, if a little bit of time, a little bit of pressure. Well, guess what? You're 21 years old. You're playing your first fucking game. Guess what? Bottom six. Maybe you make it to the second line of your career, okay? You're not a fucking superstar. And you know what? Good on starter for fucking with these guys. I don't think he was, like, being sarcastic. I think he was trying to be stubborn and be like, hey, you're a dumb asshole. I get it. You want something to kind of write about in your shitty old newspaper out there in Calgary? But guess what? I'm not going to give it to you. So go fuck yourself. Maybe I'm wrong here. No, no, you're absolutely right. And you definitely said it better than uh, what I was going to say. But I'll just add one more thing is that uh, apparently he went to the, the kid and be like, oh, yeah, you, you played a good game. So it's just a show for the media. And also a theory that Nick Kip- Nick Kiprios had was that uh, uh, he said this uh, was like an indirect way of responding to Brad Tree Living, who it seems like he might have uh, tried to force Sutter's hand in playing him because, you know, Sutter, like, he likes the vets. He doesn't want to play the young kids. And uh, maybe he maybe he was forced to play the kid, and he, he's like, I don't want to play, guys. I don't want to play, and uh, that that's just his way of responding to that. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah, Talon, you said you said best as usual. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, the media likes to make uh, big sob stories and big uh shows about nothing it's just uh, it's it's hockey, man. What the fuck we got to get worked up about somebody being an asshole? Who cares? Yes. Buddy, I'm so happy you said that. Like, uh, I'm so sick of this, like, hockey night. And, you know, maybe, Ryan, maybe you can touch on this. Maybe it's not as prevalent in, a, like, an American market. But every time you turn on a goddamn Canadian hockey game, it's like, oh, we got to talk about this kid and what small town he came from and what a big deal it is that he's playing his first. Well, guess what? Do you know how many people play their first game in the NHL a year? I don't know the numbers, but I imagine it's a lot. And I guarantee you, like, most of them never get another game. So why the hell are we talking about these kids, man? Like, Mm -hmm. it's a cool story for yourself personally, but, like, do we care? No. Right. Is that a thing in America, Ryan? Maybe I'm crazy here. But. I mean, there's very. They little. can't even say that. The, the right name of the Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that, that the, the Canucks from uh, Fox DC saying that because the Canucks and Bruce, uh, I forgot Boudreaux or, or Tukit, yeah. or, or Tukit uh, taking over. Yeah, there's no NHL coverage down here, especially Philadelphia. We got we got the birds in the NFC Championship game. We got we got the Phillies doing their thing. We got the Sixers. No one cares about the Flyers right now. But, but even. It's Even yeah, bullshit. like the like the national media, I I understand it. It's it's like the hockey night in Canada. They got a highlight. We've got a highlight. But yeah, it's just there's too much of that sometimes. Like what you're saying, there's so many people, so many players make their NHL debut, play two or three games, and just never see it again. You watch a football game, like if somebody if there's an injury and somebody gets called up off the practice squad and saying, oh, this is fucking Larry Larry Thomas's first game as middle linebacker in the NFL. Like, no, you don't get it in any of the sport. Maybe, I don't know, maybe basketball. I doubt you get it. Yeah, I, nobody cares. So why does it have to be such a big thing in hockey? It's such bullshit. And honestly, like, it's it's the Ron McClain oh, effect. It's, it's still worse than basketball. The, the, the problem is the NHL wants to be like the NBA. That's why we get all this oh. shit. It's trickling in from there or into ours. It's frustrating, man. I don't know. Fuck it. You know what? Unless you're right, like a is first the show time. over, can we go home? And, I know. Uh, we're gonna get in. Okay, we're gonna go along. <laughs> I don't even know. You're right. We went a little longer. Okay, <laughs> boys. Oh wait, shit. Never mind. All right. Winbet is the official <laughs> online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Winbet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. NFL playoffs are here. 
Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Wimbet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit as long as you post it in the hockey channel and tag Joel Meyer. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions, and com. Visit 20 or older and present as they were placed when it's available. If you have some noise gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, gentlemen, are you ready for an old school state? Let's draw this back a bit. Let's be fucking animals like we were last year, baby. We got 11 games on the goddamn dock, and the date is for Tuesday, January the 24th. We got, wait, is it 24th or 23rd? Did I get that wrong? <laughs> you're good. You're good. We're good. Tuesday, January 24th. We're throwing it back. We're doing a good old slate. Eight fucking games. Boys, are we ready to rock and roll or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. Kicking it off. First game of the 7 p.m. docket. We got the Boston Bruins, the best team in the goddamn world. Boston Bruins against the Montreal Canadiens, the Habitat de Montreal. Game itself is in Montreal, the Bell Center. Boston Bruins on the money line sitting at minus 230. Montreal on the money line hanging at a plus 275. Bruins on the puck line sitting at minus 130. The over-under is set at six. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Okay, everybody knows. The only way the Montreal Canadiens can win a game is if they're playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? So the Boston Bruins are going to win this game. There's still a big rivalry here, so we should see a little bit feisty. Uh, I'm going to go with the over as well. How do you not, man? Like, Montreal might pop one or two themselves, and then Boston's going to absolutely crush this team. So the over six is definitely the play. The push is in play. Uh, how do you bet Boston, though? Minus 330. You kind of can't. Even regulation wouldn't be too good. What do we do in this point, boys? It's what you guys taught me last year. I learned from the best. We go Boston team total. Maybe it's at three and a half. Maybe it's at four and a half. Whatever it's at, that's got to be the play. Yeah, Boston here. Puck line minus 130. Um, they've just been incredible this season. I mean, they have 37 wins and nine losses so far this season. Um, Montreal is the walking dead here with uh, Cole Caulfield out for this season. Drew in out. Uh, Slavkovsky also out. Gold Jake Allen's been out. Sean Monahan's been out. So, they have they have no one left. Uh, Boston is nine one in the past ten games, outscoring teams thirty nine to fourteen. Uh, seven of their past nine wins have been by at least two goals. Montreal is just not good here, so uh, I think Bruins puck line minus one thirty is uh, my play here. Yeah, the, uh, the the Bruins, like I said before, they don't take games off. We saw the the, uh, the Leafs play down in their opponent on Saturday uh, against these same Habs. Losing an OT there after a, a strong first period, but eh, I don't think the Bruins will take the same mentality. I think that they come in here and um, play a good game. Uh, I know the Bruins are, you know, they're they're due, so to speak, for just taking a game off. I mean, come on, you can't play 82 games nonstop at a hundred percent. But for this one against their, their uh, they, this is a big rivalry game of two. Of course, uh, Canadians are probably. Bruins bigger rival than the, the Leafs even uh, despite the last few years uh, or last They wanted to uh, sue Chara for hitting Pacioretty into the glass <laughs> that year remember that? Yeah. That was nuts that was like 10 years ago yeah so uh, I just remember Don Cherry uh, getting all worked up uh, and everyone attacked him for hating the Canadians because he was the Bruins coach and everything but anyway uh, getting off topic as usual uh, my number here is pretty much um uh, in between this two here, so at, at minus 308, 
So not much value there, but I think that the Bruins are uh, they're they're going to be motivated for this one, like you said, uh, no Caulfield, and that that's uh, you're you're missing out on a forty goal score right there with the way that he's been playing. So yeah, just give me the Bruins here in regulation. Uh, I don't know what the line is at now, but at the minus two hundred or better, you can do that. And uh, yeah, the team total too. I mean, we haven't done a lot of that this year, but uh, against this Habs defense, I know Martin Bulls had a, a terrific season, but I think the Bruins can score four plus. So over three and a half for the Bruins or over four and a half. If you want to get some uh, dog dog money there and uh, Bruins regulation. One more thing on this game. It's the first of a five game road trip for the Bruins who after Ooh. Montreal have a day off. Then they play Tampa, Florida, Carolina, three games in four nights. Look then ahead. Spot. Then at Toronto. So you can either play it like, OK, they're going to, you know, take a time off or this is a chance for them to, you know, get a big win before having a day off and then going through the gauntlet there. So I think they'll, they'll get the big win here. Ooh, big, uh, big news for the Atlantic there. The Bruins are about to start a five game road streak and Leafs are on a five game home streak, baby. Ooh. So maybe the tides will oh, turn a little bit. I just released my, uh, I mean, Atlantic. mid-season Atlantic division article. So, uh, check Ooh. that out. You bet and where Leafs? can you find that? That's uh sports podcast.com. There you go, baby. Of I course you're not going to give any spoilers. That. No spoilers. You got to give him the click. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, click me, bitch. Uh, okay. Moving to 7 p.m. again. We got the Florida Panthers against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Game itself is in Pittsburgh. Shout out to Rick Baker. Uh, Florida Moneyline sitting at plus 135. Pittsburgh Moneyline hanging out at minus 155. The over-under is a 6.5. Over sitting at minus 150. The under plus 100 here. Interesting game, man. Um, I gotta be honest with you, the Penguins are fucking sick at home this year. They are 13, 5, and 4 at home. Florida, not too great on the road, man. 11, 15, and 2. So that makes it pretty interesting here. I do like Pittsburgh. Uh, they didn't play today, right? So they're not on a back to back. Fuck no. Give me the Penguins here. I absolutely love them in this game. As far as over under goes here, uh, in net, what did we say? Bobrovsky's out, so it's either Lion or Knight. I think Knight's just coming back from injury, too. I imagine he will play. But yeah, give me the uh, give me the over at six and a half, and more importantly, give me the Penguins minus one fifty five. Boy, you ever see a Panther fight a Penguin here? I mean, you might not have, but you, <laughs> if you're imagining in your head, it's like it, who wins depends on where it's on. If it's on ice, the Penguins are going to win. If it's in the jungle, the Panthers going to win. And this game is in Pittsburgh. Penguins are at home. Give me the Penguins minus one fifty five. Uh, back to back for the Panthers. The Lion King played tonight, so it'll be uh, Spencer tomorrow night there for the Panthers. Uh, Panthers are 1-4-1 and one on no days rest. The over is 5-1 and one in those games. Uh, the Penguins actually won 4-2 in Florida last month. So, uh, yeah, Penguins minus 155. And I like the over as well. As well as Penguins on the puck line. I got it at plus 175. I only have the Penguins at minus 115 for this game. So... There's no value there, but that's not accounting for the fact that the Panthers are on the back-to-back. And, you know, Pittsburgh isn't exactly uh, right next door to New York City, where they just got thrashed by the the Rangers. Um, so, and they're given the goaltending situation, I'm I'm definitely not uh, jumping to the window to back the Panthers. But uh, I'm not exactly excited to bet the Penguins either, even though, um, yeah, the, the Penguins are a decent home team. Of course, the Panthers for the past couple of years aren't a good road team. Bigger play here, though, is the over six and a half. Uh, both teams are in the uh, the very below average in terms of expected goals against. Meanwhile, uh, the Panthers are uh, one of the better teams' expected goals for. Penguins have a good power play still and uh, good goal scores too. So, 
Yeah, like over six and a half, minus 120. Uh, even with Spencer Knight in net, uh, obviously the better goalie than Alex Leon or Lyon or if, uh, whatever other Aslan. creature. Aslan. Alex yeah, Aslan. That's his new name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so give me the over six and a half here. All right, moving on down to the docket here. At the 7 p.m. time slot, we got the Los Angeles Kings against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Game itself is in Philadelphia. You can expect Gritty being a TV sign again, hitting the corners. That was incredible. Uh, L.A. on the money line, sitting at minus 145. Philadelphia on the money line, hanging out at plus 125. Over-under set at 6. Both over-under, sitting at minus 110. Our guy, Mr. Gilbert. Flyers got a chance here against the Kings, or what? Oh, oh, they are they have more than a chance here. Flyers are an absolute wagon here. As I said before the show, they are nine and thirteen, nine and four in their past thirteen games. Haven't lost uh, back-to-back games so far this calendar year. Coming off a loss to the Jets, five-three uh, in a back-to-back. They were down three nothing, I think, and came back and tied that. Then lost in the third period, plus an empty net goal. So, you know, it should be Carter Hart starting. Uh, Flyers have been the tenth best in spectacles for percentage over the past. 10 games kings have been better than them sixth best but uh it's a tough spot here for the kings third game in four nights they went from nashville to chicago now to philly here so i think the uh flyers keep rolling here plus 125 uh, i like that a lot um going the other way here with the kings big surprise there um it's just uh tough to back this flyers team I, I know they've been they've been hot and all that, and uh, Ryan's finally believing in them after uh, shitting them on all season long, like I have been. Uh, you gotta believe. Of course, this, yeah, it's cost me money. Uh, Flyers been a bogey team of mine for I think three years now. Yeah, not good, but uh, I gotta go back to the well here. I got the Kings minus one seventy, so gotta believe in that. Uh, I know that the the Kings just lost a, a bit of a grueling defeat. They lost um, against the Preds, I think, in a. They lost. Uh, the Preds came back and won. That's the point, which I was on. I was on the Preds in that one. But uh, for this one, I'm going to go with the Kings here to bounce back. Uh, they're the second best team in terms of expected goals against in the past uh, five weeks. So they're playing great defense, which is also why I'm liking the under, uh, given the, the I know the Flyers have been uh, a strange over team at times here. But uh, that said, I believe in uh, Carter Hart to play a good game and. Uh, King goalie, Phoenix Copley, or uh, whoever they put in that will play a good game as well. And uh, they'll play a good team defense and uh, give me the under six and the Kings money line. All right. For this particular game, I'm kind of with you, Joel. Like, Ryan, I'm so sorry, but like, you kind of have to bet the Kings here. I know the Flyers have been good as of late. They've been on a bit of a roll and shit, and that's fine. You know, Torch is doing his thing and stuff. But uh, the Kings are still good, dude. They're, what are they currently sitting at? I think they're in third place in the division. Um, Phoenix Copley has been a stud. I know he burnt me the last couple of times to try to talk about this too, but the guy is still a 13-3-0 record at 2.79 goals against average. Save percentage isn't that pretty, sitting at 0.896, but it's not like Carter Hart is that much better at 0.909. Um, yeah, expect a bounce back game from uh, from the Kings here. Not to say that Philly can't fucking play well at home. They have been okay this year, 10-12-1. and Um, but uh, uh, minus 145, I'm going to take a gamble with L.A. all the time. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. As far as over-under goes, uh, yeah, you guys touched on it. You know, there's there's not a lot of saves going on for both of these teams. We just talked about the save percentage rate there. And, uh, you know, maybe there's will sh- shots on goal. So at six, the push is in play. I will be on the over and L.A. Kings on the money line. Okay. Moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot again here, boys. We got the San Jose Sharks against the Detroit Red Wings. 
Kind of a bit of a stinker game, but the potential for a fun game. Uh, San Jose is sitting in the money line at plus 130. Detroit in the money line is sitting at minus 150. That seems like a little bit too big odds for me for Detroit. But anyways, uh, over-unders is six and a half. Both over-unders sitting at minus 110 here. Oh, I don't know, boys. Part of me wants to back the Shermanator. That stupid fucking ginger nerd James goddamn Rhymer. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I shouldn't say ginger. It's not your fault if you're ginger. Come on. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't bet gingers. Let's go Red Wings plus one or minus 150 here at home. Uh, this could go either way here, man. The Sharks are terrible. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know where Carlson's light in the lamp. Timo Meyer is a great player. They got a couple pieces there. Um, but I, I feel like uh, the Iserman Detroit Red Wings is going to do the job. And Billy Husso's been, he's been okay this year. His numbers don't look as good as how he's been playing. So uh, if he does get the nod, I'm definitely all over Detroit sitting at minus 150. Over, under? Sneaky under game here, man. I don't know. Like, San Jose can't score. Detroit can't score either. Both their teams aren't really that great from it comes to goaltending point of view. But I like the under at six and a half. Uh, especially because it's at six and a half. So give me the under and give me Detroit on the money line. Yeah, Tom, one of the first things you said, Detroit being minus 150 definitely does feel a bit long here. Uh, I do lean to the Sharks. I, I have not bet it yet just because coming off a loss to the Bruins, that's fine for nothing. They lost in Columbus 5-3, um, lost five of their past six. But Detroit's not great either. They lost 2-1 to the Flyers um, at home. They beat Vegas in Vegas, but lost three before that. So... If I had to pick this game, definitely the Sharks for the value at 130 plus 130. But right now, it, it's a pass game for me. Ooh, definitely not a pass game for me. I love the Sharks in this spot. Uh, my number is only minus 113 for the Red Wings. So lots of value here on the Sharks. They are uh, ninth best in terms of expected goals for in the past uh, five weeks. And um, the Red Wings are 31st in expected goals against. So uh, I think we could see some goals being scored by the Sharks. In this one, they're relatively healthy as well. Eric Carlson's having a renaissance season. And, um, yeah, when we talk about goaltending, I mean, there's no advantage here. We're just looking at the stats here. It's uh, There's out of the five worst goalies in the past uh, five weeks, in terms of goal save of a goal saved above expected, uh, there's two Sharks goalies, Kakinen and Reimer, and then Vili Husos, who is worse than both of them. Um, but even Halberg is average. So if Halberg starts, it's, I guess, better for the Red Wings. But uh, I'm not afraid of that. I'm going to go over the well here with the with the Sharks here. Just the the, uh, the more potent offense, and hopefully they can uh, put a few goals there on uh, Halberg or Huso. It's a tough game to cap because, like, if Huso and Reimer are both playing, like, they're both nerds, bro. Like, how do you bet a nerd game? You got to fade the nerds always. But, like, if they're both the nerds, nerds okay, over do? six and a half. I'm going to add that too with my card. Yeah, like, that's the play. Nerd game, there's going to be goals because you're nerds, man. And maybe even a tie. Who fucking knows? Uh, okay. Well, they, they, won't, they won't be scoring, but they'll be scored on. Ah! Oh. <laughs> I like that. That's a beauty play. Okay. Moving to the 7 p.m. time slot here. <laughs> that fucked me up. We got the Minnesota Wild against Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa Bay, Florida, baby. Tax-free state. Gotta love it. Minnesota, the money line sitting at plus 135. Tampa Bay, the money line hanging oh, out. It's tax one. season, is it, Talon? <laughs> no, it, it's coming along. I know you're looking at it. Welcome to Canada. Uh, Tampa Bay, the money line sitting at minus 155. Over-unders at 6.5. Over-sitting at plus 100. The under, minus 120. 
Oh, shit. You got to go with the Bolts here. No, like maybe I'm taking crazy pills, but this Tampa team is absolutely unreal at home, dude. 17-4-1. Are you kidding me? This team kicks ass. Uh, so good. Minnesota's okay on the road, too, at 12-8-3, but I like uh, Tampa Bay a lot more. As far as over-under goes, it's 6.5 plus money, plus 100. I think this is a sneaky over game, man. I feel like the last couple times I've watched Tampa play or bet on Tampa, the games have gone over, so I am all over this number of plus money. It could easily go under. Vasilevsky could stand on his head and put up a fucking over and make like 45 saves or something like that. And if you know, Flurry's playing too, or I don't even know who the backup is. I forget. We've looked at it before in Minnesota. Obviously, they could go under. Gustafs- or Gustafson? Yeah, yo, he was sick in Ottawa last year. The kid was sick. Um, I'm still taking the over, though. Fuck it. I think there's value there at plus 100. But Tampa Bay money line over 6.5. Yeah, I haven't quite pulled the trigger here on the Lightning minus 155, but I think I might have to. They're, they're coming off two uh, back-to-back losses in Alberta True. there. 5-3 and then 6-3 Edmonton and Calgary. And the, the Wild are kind of running the gauntlet here. Lost 5-2 in Carolina. Lost 5-3 in Florida. Now they got to go into uh, Tampa Bay, who's had two days off now. Um They've been impressive this year. They, they are 29-15-1, at home. I don't know how they keep doing it, losing piece after piece every offseason, but Vasilevsky and, and company keep uh, putting it up there. So, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay minus 155 would be my play in this one. And I, I don't hate the over at even money if I, if I had to take the uh, total. Kucherov is quietly having uh, one of his career years here with the uh, insane number of assists. I saw he was the... This, he was vying with Pasternak for uh, the runner-up to McDavid for the Hart Trophy and the odds. Yep. Yeah, so he's been awesome. Uh, Braden Point's come on. He's, he's scored a bunch of goals lately. Um, so, yeah, the, the Flightning are fifth best in terms of expected goals. Four in the past five weeks. And, um, yeah, I mean, with the Wild there, they've been kind of like hanging around the mid-table there. Uh, not, not a great team, not a bad team. So give me the Lightning here. My number is only minus 153. But uh, I'm still okay back in the bolts here with a couple days off after their road trip, which was kind of disappointing, losing to the the Flames and the Oilers there. So uh, I look to uh, get them back on track here with this one. Uh, so give me the Lightning here, minus 155. And uh, yeah, I, 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 Fast Lost hasn't had the best year, so I'm not uh, so sure in the under six and a half like uh, I would have been last year or uh, prior years. Mm-hmm. Grant, I got to say, you said something there that I absolutely loved. They've been running the gauntlet. That is mm-hmm. such a good, like, that's a good term. I like that. We're going <laughs> to fire that up a lot more. That's unreal. That's the kind of content you get at the HGP and the SGPN, baby. Running the fucking gauntlet. Absolutely incredible. Uh, okay, moving to the 7.30 p.m. time slot here. We got the Vegas Golden Knights against the New Jersey Devils. Game itself is in New Jersey. Vegas on the money line sitting at plus 145. New Jersey, we need some gabagool. New Jersey on the money line hanging out the minus 170. <laughs> gabagool. <laughs> gabagool. Jersey on the puck line sitting at plus one. No, Jersey on the gabagool line sitting at plus 150. The over-unders at 6.5. Over sitting at plus 100. The under minus 120. Okay. I've been saying, I've been preaching this for a while here. New Jersey Devils are the Miami Dolphins of the NHL. They started off on an absolute heater. Everything's saying, oh, look out for New Jersey this year. Look out for New Jersey. Fuck New Fucking Jersey. Right. Last half. They're going to shit the absolute bed. Give me the Knights plus 145 in this game here. Uh, if you're looking for a reason to do it, Vegas's road record is 15-4-2. This team has been a fucking wagon on the road this year, and New Jersey's fake. They're frauds. They'll make playoffs, but you know what? They're going to fucking lose in the first round. Maybe they'll have an injury. Maybe they will. Maybe their best player will get three concussions, and nobody will be like, hey, we should not let this guy play. But either way, Vegas is going to win this game, plus 145. Over under here, 
I don't trust goaltending, man. Like, Vanacek's came back into form a little bit. He's been playing better. I'm still not sold on Logan Thompson. Buddy, you played fucking university hockey in Canada. You suck. So give me the over at six and a half here at plus 100. I'm on both dogs. Give me the over plus 100. Give me Vegas at plus 145. Yeah, I also do lean to uh, Vegas here, plus 145. I, I think the Devils are, are better than talents making them out to be here but i i am wary about the golden knights recent games i mean they're starting to get healthy but jack, i don't know if jack guy goes back to 100 he's looked uh not like himself hasn't been putting up points but petrangelo's back eichel's back uh they have most of their forwards mark stone's still out so that's a, a decent loss for them but i think plus 145 is is too much for them they over the past 10 games they have um they're right in the middle of pack 17th best expected goals for Devils are down there, 25th best, so uh, they're winning despite uh, themselves there. So, yeah, keep an eye out for my Metropolitan Division uh, article coming out later this week. But for this game, Vegas plus 145, and I don't rule out uh, the draw here. Uh, the Devils have gone to overtime in three straight games, five of their past ten. Uh, both of these teams kind of need points. It doesn't hurt hurt each other to, to you know, just go to overtime if it's tied late in the game. They both need points, different conferences. So I like the draw play here for a sprinkle, probably plus 300, plus 325. But uh, Golden Knights as a dog, I like here. Market has definitely cut up to the Devils here at lane, uh, minus 170. Even with the Knights injuries issues, that's still a big price to pay. Uh, I only have them at minus 148 at this point, so uh, not looking that way. But I uh, your talent in terms of uh, not advancing too far in the in the playoffs, uh, but that said, I mean, uh, there was tons of money to be made on this team in the regular season, which I was advocating for all along. And uh, that that's not to say that, uh, um, I don't know my point there, but uh, <laughs> 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 point is. Uh, I I can't I can't uh, I can't back the Devils at minus 170, lean to Vegas I guess, but with their injury concerns uh, I can't do it. Uh, but yeah, give me over six and a half here. Vanacek hasn't been as good lately, and of course Logan Thompson's been a shit show. Um, but um, hopefully at the end of the year with our Devils 101 ticket to win the Stanley Cup, we're eating tiramisu with the boys in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the old uh, wise guys there in uh, Newark and um, and uh, sipping uh, Prosecco and uh, having a good time Prosecco with the Gabagool. Titties, with the Gabagool. Prosecco titties and Gabagool with the devils. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the best. I missed you. Okay. Root out APO Times on here. We got the Buffalo Sabres against the St. Louis Blues. Game itself is in St. Louis, baby. Buffalo on the money line, sitting at plus 120. Blues on the money line, hanging out at minus 140. The over-unders at 6.5. Over sitting at minus 125. The under, hanging out at plus 105. Boys, don't look now, but the Sabres are playing some pretty damn good hockey. Did they win tonight? I didn't see who. I don't know. They did win. They won in overtime. Well, that's why I said don't look. But, uh, yeah, I guess they did win. (laughs) The last. They are. Now, they're on the second half of a back-to-back, so obviously that's... Who are they playing tonight? Stars. Dallas. The Stars. They, well, Dallas has been fucking shit. We'll get to that later, I guess. Um, we will? I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm drunk. Uh, Buffalo on the... I, I hope not, I, man. It's going forever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some value here on the Sabres, dude. Second half of a back-to-back. Like, has St. Louis been a great team this year? 
they've had a couple big wins. We've called them out on the show a few times. They came through for us, but we've also had a couple times we thought they were going to come through majorly, and they kind of shit the bed a bit. Home record sitting at 10-11-2, Sabres on the road at 12-7-1. I don't know. I might get a little sexy here and ride with the Sabres. Plus 120? That's a sexy number, dude. Second night of a back-to-back? I don't mind that. Over, under at minus 125? Against all odds, I'm kind of feeling an under game here. I'm feeling like a like a greasy 3-1. To me, this has boring game all over it. I'm feeling a really boring game. Give me the fucking Sabres, plus 120. Give me the under, plus 105. Boring 3-1 win for the Sabres. Uh, unfortunately, I'm on uh, both opposite sides as the Talons. It's a back-to-back <laughs> for Buffalo, as as you said there. Uh, they're 1-6-1 on no days rest so far this season. The over is five and three in those eight games. Buffalo is one and 13 in the last 14 innings in St. Louis. I don't know if they uh, just mm. dislike playing there or whatever. Over is six and oh in the last six meetings. Um, it was six two Buffalo one back in November in Buffalo. So I think the Blues, even with their injuries here at a minus 140, is a good price for them. And I do like the over six and a half, even at minus 125. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta go get like some jurgens or something because like my hoop is sore from you shoving it up there <laughs> <laughs> sorry bud <laughs> uh for myself if you like the sabers uh, i think you you can wait i mean even with craig anderson starting though uh the line should go up towards the blues way i mean uh then again the blues have been getting faded in the market uh quite a bit in the past few weeks uh given their injury concerns but they keep winning despite of them so it's a tough one to call but uh, if we're talents under, I don't mind that because it's Craig Anderson tonight. So that'll mean that it's the, the Uruk, Urukai guy, oh, Uka yeah. Lukanen tomorrow. Uka Pe- Shout out Uka Pekalukanen. It's Uka. Is it? U- Uka Pekalukanen. Is this the one name you you know actually know how to pronounce? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uka, Uka Pekalukanen. He was uh, great for me when I bet the Sabres live, I think, last week. Against the Islanders, made some big saves. I think they came back and uh, won in overtime there. He was also great for Saruman in the the War of Helm's Deep. <laughs> uh, so that that helps uh, the Sabres Blues under six and a half, a plus one over five. I don't mind that, uh, given you get the the Sabres better goalie in there, and presumably Bennington, who is uh, a wild card, but he can have a good game once in a while. Uh, for the side, though, it's tough to call. I guess I, I still lean to St. Louis, though. It's just a bad matchup for the Sabres, who are kind of lighter, kind of younger. The Blues are a bigger physical team and with still a decent power play, and they should be able to dominate the 5-5 uh, five and five as well with uh, their physicality. So give me this, give me the Blues here at minus 40. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'll lean to the under 6.5 here at plus 105. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they get sped up. Uh, it usually tends to happen on these back-to-backs. That's okay. We'll take the plus money, baby. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, moving down here to the 8 p.m. time slot again. We got the Winnipeg Jets against the Nashville Predators. Game itself is in Smashville, baby. Uh, Winnipeg on the money line, sitting at minus 115. Nashville on the money line, hanging out at minus 105. Over-under sitting at 6. Over-sitting at plus 100. The under, minus 120. Ride guy, Mr. Gilbert, Philadelphia's finest. What do you got in this game, baby? Uh, I, I really like the under in this one. I'm, I'm surprised it's still at six. Under uh, six at minus 120. We got Hellebuck versus Soros, hopefully. Two of the top six goalies in the league in terms of save percentage. And these offenses really aren't too great either, even though Winnipeg has scored a lot recently. I think Nashville can slow them down, especially at home. But I I do like Winnipeg here. They're just the, the better team overall. 31-16-1. Nashville is 22-18-6. So under 500 there. 
Winnipeg has no problem going on the road, 14-10-1. So I think Winnipeg at a minus 115, kind of a coin flip game. They're just a better team, so I, I'm going that way. And then the under six. And I, I would play under five and a half at plus odds if it if it does get bet down. Tough one to call here. Uh, my line is only minus 113 for the Jets. And uh, they're in the, the middle of a pretty long road trip here. So they might be the, the the more weary team, whereas the Preds have been chilling at home for a little bit. And uh, they've been putting up some good numbers here. Uh, although I, I, should, I should say, like, uh, I was pumping up uh, UC Soros' numbers the other the other show. But uh, I think a lot of that has to do with him just uh, with that 65 save performance against the Hurricanes. I think that inflated his numbers so much. <laughs> Somewhat, given how awesome he was in that one game, it just uh, distorted his his uh, his last month's uh, performance. But still, he's he's playing great in other games too. So credit to him. But uh, maybe not as good as that that uh, the stat might show. Anyway, for this one, I'm gonna go with the Jets as well. It's just fuck it, man. This team is. Uh, I really like the way they're playing. Uh, Rick Bonus, great coach. Uh, he's not gonna get the love that Bruce Brujo gets. That expl exp- Expletive, expletive. Uh, so we're, we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, we can't here. curse on this show. Yeah, we can't swear <laughs> oh, on this show. There's some words you can't say. Some words you can't say. We're going to go with the Jets here, minus 115. Uh, just a better <laughs> team, I think. Uh, even at the Preds at home. Uh, yeah, Jets, uh, they're they're healthy now. They should get things going. And uh, with uh, Perfetti back in there, Nikolai Ehlers, Nate Schmidt, all those guys. And um, better coaching, I think. So. And maybe better goaltending. We'll see. Uh, Hellebuck uh, versus Saros could be a nice goalie game. Under six, minus one twenty could be a good. Look. Yeah, yeah. So I was looking uh, for it. this is a classic Central Division rivalry game, and I'm looking forward to this one. Whoop whoop! It's a sound of goalie games. We got an under game here, baby. I love that you guys both said that under six into minus one twenty. I think that's such an awesome play. Jolie touched on it. Two exceptional goaltenders. Connor Hellebuck are arguably the best goaltender of the league this year. And UC Soros, arguably the best goaltender of last year, man. So there's a, there's definitely some talent to be said in between the pipes. Now, gentlemen, before I say this pick here, what's the one stat that I that I advocate for? Oh, the, the division one record. Stat. The division record. Let's fucking hear it. <laughs> say it with me. Division records matter. I absolutely love that. Now, tell me here. What's Nashville's division record? Four, six, and three. What's the Jets' division record this year? 12-3-0. I fucking love the Jets in this game. I hate Mark Shifley. He's a little... Can I say the C word on this show? I don't think we've ever said it before. <laughs> Go for it. Mark Shifley's a little cunt. I love the Jets in this game, though, with that being said here. And so much, uh, even at minus 115, I love the Jets at regulation sitting at plus 130 here. I think there's definitely some value. You know, the Predators are a good team. They're a fine team. They're okay, you know. They're, they're like a, you know, when there's like a, a seven and a half in your town and then you move to like a bigger city and you're like, okay, that chick's actually like a fucking like six. You know what? The National Predators are a seven and a half in your hometown. And then when you go to the big city, baby, you get the Jets. And that's what a real seven and a half looks like. They're not great, but there's definitely a difference here. Give me the Jets. Real seven and a half against the Predators. Small town, seven and a half. Let's go. <laughs> Division games matter. Give me the under six. Go <laughs> I'm sorry, my girlfriend's sitting right beside me. But, uh, okay, moving down to the 9 p.m. time slot here again. We got the Washington Capitals against the Colorado Avalanche. Game itself is in Colorado. Washington on the money line, sitting at plus 135. Colorado on the money line, hanging out at minus 155. Over, under, set at 6. Over, sit at minus 105. The under, minus 115. Jolie, Mr. Meyer, what's going on in Colorado here, boys? You going you gonna to spank the Capitals or what? 
Things are going great in uh, Denver right now. Uh, we're on a like five, six game win streak, uh, mostly because Nutrition's coming back. McKinnon's getting healthy, getting some. Uh, well, we've always had good goaltending this year, but yeah, things are rolling along. I mean, my number here is only uh, it's it's actually favoring the cap the Capitals here at only minus one thirty for the Avs, but um, I'm not doing that. I don't. I don't I don't believe in uh, my numbers here. I like uh, the Avs to win this game. Keep it rolling. They've had a couple days off to uh, recuperate after that road trip. Um, yeah, you know what? I, this is just a fan talk. I'm, I'm kind of drunk, too. So, uh, yeah, I'm getting uh, persuaded by my own passions. Get into it. Fire it up. It's All right. Oh, let's let's go. fucking go, Avalanche. Fuck the numbers, man. Fuck the nerds. Uh, we're yes. going to score. We're not getting scored on. Okay, Avs are going to win this game. We're going to drain the Capitals' blood. Uh, they're going to be wasted because they're not used to the altitude, right? They're going to be chugging for air, chugging for... Uh, they can't smoke darts because it's too fucking uh, high up in the air. They'll be coughing their lungs out. So uh, good old Kuznetsov will be fucked. And, uh, yeah, the Avs will win this game comfortably. Oh, one more thing. Uh, yeah, I was at the Avs Canucks game on Friday. I just wanted to mention I was sitting beside like these seven Chinese DJs, and they were just like, they had, they had like fifty dollar bills, hundred dollar bills. Like every two minutes, they'd be swapping it. Like they were they were betting like poker stars or whatever kind of app or with probably each other? back. Yeah, with each other, they were just like swapping it back and forth. That's unreal. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, seeing like uh, I don't know deer hunter. I know they're Vietnamese, but the uh, <laughs> Chinese Chinese version. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah it was a great great time there at the uh the, the canucks game uh <laughs> that, that was a okay, yeah um anyway give it the ass here to beat the capitals capitals thank yeah i, I like to add here as well uh capitals are five five and two in their past 12 games so playing a little bit better but those five wins are against the canadians the blue jackets twice the coyotes and the islanders so uh Three of the worst teams in the league there, and also the Islanders, who aren't that great uh, anyway. So I like Colorado here. I don't want to lay the minus 155, so I'm looking regulation or minus one. Both are at slightly plus odds, whatever you decide there. Uh, but I think it's it's safe enough if you want to take Colorado on the money line. They should they find find ways to win. Nuke is back, like uh, Joel said. He's a big under under the radar unsung hero for them. So. They find ways to win, and uh, I like the Avs to win this game and possibly look at some uh, Avs division futures if you haven't already. Oh, yeah. We play totally differently with uh, Nutrushkin at the helm, and I would go further than division futures. Give me the, the cup cup futures. Oh, uh, my God, this fucking guy. I mean, it's a little late now because we, we won six games in a row, but if you got him at the nadir of their uh, the value there, then the nadir of their uh, performance. Uh, you you think our cut. listeners know what nadir means? I don't even know what nadir means. <laughs> All right. It means you, like, think our, uh, you think your co-hosts know what Nadir means? Like dead cat bounce, baby. Dead cat bounce. That's what it is. Uh, you get the, the you buy low. You buy low, sell high, man. <laughs> I play a lot of stocks, and I don't know what the fuck Nadir is. With that being said, baby, let me fucking start this one. Sounds like here. a hot Persian lady, actually. And Nadir? Yeah. I think Nadir. I know <laughs> <laughs> he might be Persian. I don't think he's a lady, though. At least he wasn't when I met him. He might be now. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you, man. Like, I, I actually love Colorado in this game. They're on a five-game winning streak here. This team kicks ass, bro. They're starting to get healthy. They're starting to pump the tires. And you know what? Normally, what would we say in this game? We would say, ooh, Darcy Kemper revenge game. Fuck Darcy Kemper. This guy sucks. <laughs> Fucking one-eyed-ass pussy. 
I don't know. Uh, with that being said, I'm probably going with the under just in case he does play well. So I'm hedging myself a little bit, but it could still hit uh, under minus 115. But I love Colorado minus 155. That might be a bit too much juice for some people. But you know what? I'm more than happy laying down maybe an extra half unit here because I really see Colorado winning this game. Um, yeah, they, they, they just bring it, bro. I think I think it's like Joel said. It's time for this team to fucking pick up the pace a little bit. They know what's up stake. They're kind of in a playoff rush. Let's face it. They're going to make playoffs. The Avalanche are going to make the playoffs this year. So this is the time of the year that they kind of turn things around a bit. So give me Colorado, minus 155. And give me the under here. Slight possible Darcy Kemper revenge game. Are they gonna, Has he played in Colorado yet this year? Is oh, it going to be like of a bear? Of course. It's Eastern Conference. So they only so play be a, once. So they're going to do like a ceremony or some shit. And you know what that means? And they're going to light him gonna up be... low blocker side. It's fucking weakness. All the players know where to <laughs> yeah. shoot on him. True. But it's going to be boring. Everyone's going to be tired because we got to sit and wait for the hand claps. We get it. You want us a cop. And they can't smoke darts. <laughs> and they can't smoke darts. You're right. And you know what it comes down to? What do you know about Washington? Politician. Nerds. <laughs> nerds. What do you know about Colorado? They're smoking weed, baby. Let's fucking go. It's another. It's a, it's a nerd fucking cool game. So... You got to go with the Avalanche here. Kuzi already got his uh, his blow done too in the uh, ASC arena. Yeah, yeah, he's hung over, I think. Of course he is. He's coked over, baby. Go to go whiteout. Uh, speaking of being coked out in Arizona, next game we got on the docket at 9 p.m. time slot here. Look at that segue. We got the Anaheim Ducks against the Arizona State University Coyotes. Game itself is at Arizona State University at Mollet Arena with lots of cocaine. Uh, ask who's nuts off. Uh, Anaheim, the money line, sitting at plus 120. Arizona, the money line, hanging out at minus 140. Over under sitting at six and a half. Over sitting at minus 120. The under minus, or sorry, minus 110. The under at minus 110 as well. Oh, fuck, boys. I, I don't know here. Like, these teams both stink. I I hate to make this play again, but I'm, I think we're going to have to go back to the cocaine. Like, Anaheim Ducks, who do they got? They got Troy Terry. They got, I guess, do they have Sonny Milano or is he gone now? I don't know. They seem like a bunch of losers, a bunch of nerds. Arizona Coyotes, I can barely name any players. But you know what that means? They're just grinding in those fucking dorms. They're putting in the effort. They're getting numbers. They're slaying, Boone. They're doing drugs. They're boozing hard. And what happens when you booze hard and you slay drugs and you take Boone? You fucking win hockey games. Give me the Arizona fucking Coyote or Arizona State University Coyotes on the money line at minus 140 at home here. This game stinks. The Ducks stink. The Coyotes stink. But you got to go with the drugs, baby. This is a white liquor game. As far as over-under goes, over, 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 over. Both teams are tanking. These goalies are going to be hanging out at the red line. It's going to be like when you're playing goalie in EH, say, Chell or whatever back in the day. You're getting out of the way. Everything's going in. Over 6.5 minus 120. Give me the Coyotes. Yeah, you think Trevor Zegers isn't going into Arizona State and trying to score a little bit? You know, he's going in there. So uh, I like the overgame angle there. But I also love the Coyotes here so much. I love them on the puck line. Plus 180 there. Um, plus 180? Plus 180 I got. Uh, the Ducks are just awful this season. 13-29-5. Uh, and five. and just counting up. Of those 29 regulation losses, 26 of them are by at least two goals. So if Aaron's are going to win, it's going to be by at least two goals here. So I, I like plus 180. It'll probably be plus 160, but by puck drop, I'd still take that for a uh, sprinkle. And the Coyotes, 9-7-2 at home. 500, Anaheim, 5-16 and 4 on the road. So love the Desert Dogs here at home. Zegers would be a little bitch that uh, he couldn't get any pussy in L.A., so he has to yeah, go to uh, yeah. Arizona State, <laughs> get, get laid. Not Let good for him. 
Uh, I know the, the the NHL wants to pump him up as the cool kid, but I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm with uh, Tyson Nash here with Woo! Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they're going to pump up. I remember this game last year. It started a big uh, controversy over that whole sequence at the end of the third period uh, when uh, he was, it was Tyson Nash was talk, accusing them of hot-dogging it up. I think Coyotes uh, – take their measure of wrench here. They're the better team this year. And um, yeah, I mean, the Ducks were shit last year, but they were the ones styling it up at the end of last season. So yeah, give me the Coyotes here. My number is minus 129, so there's no value there. But we're going to the Tyson Nash angle here. This guy's going to be suiting up himself and just going to be pumping the shit, just beating the fuck out of these uh, stupid Ducks. And uh, also give me the over six and a half too. Uh, both goalies have not been playing well at all lately, and uh, I know that Ducks have a terrible power play and whatnot. But uh, I think we can get the, a crazy game out of this one. Give me a crazy game, which means we're going over eight and a half at whatever plus odds you get. <laughs> all of that. This is going to be wild, man. We're, we're going to see nine goals plus. And uh, if you can find a book with penalty minutes or power play goals, something like that, because I think we're going to see uh, a bit of a dirty affair in this one. Okay, this is a play we're all riding together. I am on that over eight and a half. Ryan, I know you are too. Oh, I, I love an up total. I'm in. That's fuck. I'm so fucking fired up. This is going to be, oh, nine o'clock. I'm throwing this game. I'm so fucking pumped. Yo, honestly, who do you think slayed more in their prime? Fucking Trevor Zegers or Tyson Nash, baby? Fucking right. Tyson oh, Nash, come on. Fuck yeah. I love that play. Oh my God, Joel. You got me so fired up right now. You don't even know. Okay. Move down to the 10 p.m. time slot here. Last game on the docket. It's been a long show, but we finally made it. We got the... Oh, this game sucks. We got the Chicago so bad. against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, the newly coached... Van- is talk- I guess talk is behind the bench this game, eh? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, game itself is in Vancouver. Uh, we'll find out if talk is cheap or not. <laughs> Chicago on the money line. Oh, yeah, baby. That was good. Chicago on the money line. Sitting at plus 190. Vancouver on the money line. Hanging out at minus 225. Uh, Canucks on the puck line. Sitting at plus 115. Over under sitting at six and a half. Over sitting at plus 100. The under minus 120. Jolie, baby. Come on. Is this enough? Is a new coaching change enough? Or is this still the same old Vancouver Canucks? You let us know. Well, my number is only minus 208 for the Canucks, but uh, we're throwing out the fucking numbers in this one. Uh, the Canucks are going to get it done here. In regulation, Rick Talk is going to come in. He's going to sort these guys out. He is brought in to uh, re-educate JT Miller, who is uh, being a bit of a shitbag this season. But uh, he's got a new boss in town, new sheriff. No more pussy-ass Bruce Boudreaux who doesn't do shit with his <laughs> uh, delinquent players. We got a new coach here, and I think that the Canucks will get behind him, even if the fans do not, and uh is going to lay down the law here. New sheriff in town play. Uh, Canucks in regulation, minus 140 is the play for this one. I'm not I'm not laying minus 225 because we could get a weird one here. But, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be safe with the minus 140 play. Also, I know uh, Tarkin's a defensive guy and all that, but over six and a half here uh, with a Canucks game at plus 100. I think I got to go with that was as well because I don't think he's going to be able to institute his plans in uh, the space of a day, especially when he's uh, deleting his Twitter account and fending off all these uh, Twitter junkies and other media members. Uh, so he doesn't have the time to exactly uh, create a, a grueling penalty kill. So <laughs> give me the over six and a half here, plus 100, and Canucks regulation minus 140. Uh, I'm going the other way here. I like the Blackhawks at uh, plus 190. Got a sprinkle on them. They've uh, won. Six of their past eight. They, uh, I thought about sprinkling last game against LA. They lost that on the second half of back to back. But 
No, Vancouver, they might get that that new new coach bounce, the uh, new sheriff in town game, like like you said there. But I I have to see it before it happens. I have to see Rick Tockett put something into uh into production there. You know, he's a former Flyer great, of course. So we're talking about the Flyers hiring him. But yeah, I think uh the Canucks should never be minus two twenty five. So you have to go Blackhawks plus one ninety and. I would agree with that over six and a half, especially at, at plus 100. Uh, can't hurt to take it, even money. All right, boys. If you're ugly, like if you're an ugly person. and I wouldn't and know. Like, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you, <laughs> if you're an ugly person and you put on a new shirt, you're still ugly. It doesn't fucking matter that Rick Tockett's coming into this team. This team is in shambles. This team is still fucking ugly. Ugly. The Vancouver Canucks are ugly as hell. And you know who's even uglier? The Chicago Blackhawks. But at least they've accepted their ugliness. And they're purposely being ugly. So that way when they go to the prom and get all dolled up next year with Connor Bedard, they're going to be showstoppers, baby. We have an ugly versus ugly slash prom game. And what happens in that? Talk it. You fucking fuck the talk it. And you give me the goddamn Blackhawks, baby. I'm with Ryan here. Give me Chicago plus 190 in this game. I absolutely love it. I haven't seen anything from Vancouver that makes me feel happy. This team has all the talent in the world. Skill for skill, player from player on paper. This team should kill Chicago. Is it going to happen? No, it's not. And you know what? I believe in a thing. And I've talked to you about this so many times in this podcast. I believe in the hockey gods. The Vancouver market, the Vancouver ownership, the Vancouver team, not the Vancouver fans, but everything else has done wrong by Bruce Brudrow. And I know we don't got to feel bad for the guy. I don't agree with crying. That's pussy shit. There's no crying in hockey, okay? We always said that. There's no crying. If you're crying, you fucking don't belong on the ice. With that being said here, I do believe in the hockey gods. And Vancouver's going to pay for what they fucking did. Ugly doesn't make you ugly. I know ugly does make you ugly. New shirts make you ugly. Let's go, Blackhawks, baby. Uh, over, under. Give me the over, man. Give me some fucking goals in this game. You got shit against shit. Has to be an over game and has to be Chicago. Okay, boys, we made it through. That was a long show. Holy fuck. But guess what? We're still not done, baby, because we're coming down to the HGP LDT Lock Dog Total, baby. We're going to move into Lock Dog Totals here. Uh, current standings here. I don't even want to say this. This sucks. Joel's fucking killing it. I don't know why. This guy's been absolutely on an absolute fucking tear. His record, Mr. Joel Meyer, sitting at 37 and 25. This goddamn guy is up. 13.35 units. Holy shit. If you failed this guy, you'd be a millionaire by now. Just fucking keep riding with Jolie. He's fucking killing it. Tail that guy. Absolutely incredible. Ryan's in second place. He's at 33 and 28 on the season. Good record. And he's still up units, baby. He's up 2.78 units. Myself, my record's 32 and 29. I'm down. I'm down units, but I'm down negative 0.10, negative 0.10. I'm almost on the up and up. We need a big thing here. We're getting back positive, baby. And you know what? I don't think that fucking little puss boy, Mr. Myers, out of the chase. We're still going to get him, Ryan. We'll catch that guy. Uh, most importantly, though, overall, boys, as a team, we are 102, 102 and 82 on the year. Our unit gains, we are up 16.03 units, man. We're killing it. A lot of this goes to Joel, but collectively as a show, we are kicking ass, man. So credits to all of us. 
a lot of credit to Joel, but he's going to go down here. He's going to get his ass kicked. And because he's going to get his ass kicked, we're not throwing to him first. You don't get to pick anymore, you motherfucker. You've been killing it too much. Rye guy, you're going 3-0. and You and I are both going 3-0, and and this guy's going to go 0-3. Mr. Ryan Gilbert, kick us off here, baby. It's uh, today a puck line for me. My lock is the Bruins puck line, minus 130 at the Canadians. The Canadians are just the walking dead here. They're, they're already a much worse team than Boston, and uh, Boston should easily win by two there. Uh, my dog is the Desert Dog on the puck line, plus 180 at home against the Ducks. Ducks tend to lose by at least two goals if they lose in regulation, so going with that here at a good price, plus 180. And my total is the Jets-Predators under six, minus 120. Got a goalie game, Hellebuck versus Soros, so love the under six at minus 120. Can I go now? <laughs> no, wait. May you go now? I could go now, which is why I'm going now. Canucks, <laughs> regulation, minus 140. I already talked my ass about this uh, shit. Fuck the Bruce Boudreaux fans and all that shit. Uh, I'm tired of that. Dog, Sharks, money line, plus 130 against the Red Wings. Uh, just a better team, I think, playing these days. Uh, Red Wings are uh, struggling lately. And uh, terrible goaltending. Oh, the Sharks are terrible goaltending, too. But they have some more talented players. Total, Panthers, Pens, over 6.5, minus 120. Um, yeah, both teams can put the puck in the net and both teams aren't playing exactly uh, great defensive hockey lately. And, uh, Charlie's been okay, but the uh, defense or, uh, goaltending hasn't been spectacular for either team. So I think we can see seven goals in this one. All right, for myself, uh, for my lock, I'm going with Pittsburgh in regulation against Florida. I'm feeling a little fucking sexy in this play, man, here. I like this Pittsburgh team at home. They're 13-5-4 at home this season. And, uh, honestly, like, Let's face it, Florida hasn't been a great team. They've had some problems internally and on ice as well. So I, I'll take my chances with the Penguins here. Uh, for my dog, give me the Jets in regulation as well. I'm loving the regulation plays here, babe. Ryan's on the puck lines. I'm on regulation. Uh, Jets in regulation. I don't even remember who they're fucking playing here. Preds. They're playing the Preds. Yeah, fuck the Preds. And you know what I said in this game? Division games matter, baby. 12-3-0 for the Jets. Let's go. I absolutely love that at plus 130. Uh, game is in Nashville, though, so that makes me a little weary, but I'm still going to ride with it. For my total, Vegas, New Jersey, under 6.5 here. Um, I don't know, man. Like uh, it, it just comes down to being two teams that I don't necessarily love, and you know, maybe I don't really believe in both teams from a, from a, goal, from a scoring point of view here. So give me the under 6.5 at minus 120. I'm pretty sure I picked the over when we talked about our games, though. But I don't care. I'm going with the under. <laughs> I was reading that. I'm like, fuck. I know I just did myself. Uh, whatever. I'm locked in. I, it's in the sheet. It's in. We're going with the yeah. under. Fuck it. Uh, forget everything I said in that segment. Boys. When you're down phase. 0.1 unit, you uh, just fade yourself. <laughs> That's a good point. 0. Yeah. 0.1 units. I'm fading me, baby. Uh, <laughs> Consensus. All right, consensus plays here. We got Panthers, Penguins over six and a half, minus 120. Lightning, minus 155. Golden Knights, plus 145. Uh, Winnipeg, minus 115. Jets, Preds, under six, minus 120. Avs, minus 155. Coyotes, minus 140. The over in that game. Oh, the Coyotes? Yeah. Right? Like oh, fuck yeah. Okay, then. Uh, what did yeah. we ever plus eight and a half? Was that the Ducks game? Ducks, Coyotes, over six and a half, minus 180. Over eight, eight over eight, over eight and a half is plus three seventy. Over nine and a half is plus six fifty. If you want to take it a step further, there nine is a key number. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Chicago, Vancouver, over six and a half at plus one hundred. I think nine's pushing it because, like, let's face it. I I played Pokemon back in the 
today. Nine tails might as well have been a coyote, man. <laughs> you don't want to go over seven and a half though. That's that's worthless. Like the game doesn't land on eight too often. So I think over eight and a half is the better play. Yeah, over eight and a half does look like a good tails, play. Nine tails didn't have nine and a half tails. She had nine. So we got to go over eight and a half. Not nine. I remember the, these teams had that uh six five overtime game last year though. So you, you could get over nine and a half. Eight and a half. I think that's eight, eight, and, eight and a half, half is, eight the and number. is the number. Okay, eight and a half is the number. I always want to brought it up. That's the number. Okay, I can agree with that. <laughs> What a fucking show, boys. Holy shit. Off the rails. Fire it up. We got to be over an hour. We're fucking going crazy. Over an hour? <laughs> We're almost at 90 minutes. We're at 82 oh minutes right now. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, feels blue like two hours. Feels like no time recording with you guys. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Uh, my bladder disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's wrap things up here, boys. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be. And you know why that's the place to be? Because there's tons of sports. We're in the championship round for the NFL. There's tons of shit going on. It's going to be an absolute blast. Basketball's kicking off. NBA is doing some good-ass shit. College hoops is fucking well underway. Hockey's been popping off. We got golf. Let's go. John Rahm make it three in a row, baby. Just passion checks and fucking slaying bets. Uh, NASCAR's around the corner. I'm sure F1's coming up soon. MMA's doing this thing. So, uh, baseball's going to be coming up sooner than you think, baby. So stay tuned into that. Ryan, where can you stay tuned into the baseball show more than anywhere? Baseball show is uh, Baseball Money is Fake on Twitter at Fake Baseball or just search for Baseball Money is Fake on uh, wherever the SGPN app has it on your preferred platform, whatever you got to do there. Make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gaming Podcast. And leave us a five-star rating or review, just like uh, Jay Brock did. No, I'm not rating Jay Brock's review no, again. No, I'm not rating Jay Brock's review again. But uh, <laughs> leave us a new one so I can uh, read, read, read one here. All right. And as well, if you're not in the Discord, get your ass in the Discord. We're going to delete your parlays. We're going to make fun of you. It's what happens. But it's still a good-ass time, man. If you're not in the Discord, shut up, bro. You're losing a lot of time. You're losing a lot of money, and you're losing a lot of good times, man. It's always fun. We have a good-ass time. Everybody in there is an absolute beauty. So shout-out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. We've had a lot of fun over the past couple of weeks. It's absolutely been worth it, man. If you're not in there, you're missing out. Shout-out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. And shout-out to uh, Chef Boyer D for winning the contest, baby. SG for uh, HGP contest. Let's give it a little smoke clap for fun in our boy yeah yeah there we go see we're fired up that's a good yeah, win and, and, and if you're not in the discord you're missing out on all the inside jokes in the first like half hour of this podcast so i mean it'll just enhance your podcast listening experience exactly bro enhance do 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 robot noises uh okay my name is talent jenkins you can find me at twitter at talent underscore jenkins 94 boston brune fans are my best friends I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer. You'll find me wondering how the fuck Talon got back onto Twitter after uh, being deleted for uh, <laughs> suggesting someone uh, do something bodily harm to themselves. No, I told them that their wives are uh, their wives turned them into cocks and that they should jump off a cliff. Okay, so it's pretty easy oh, okay. to get it back. I, I called out my boy Elon and we figured it out. It's all all right. right. Yeah, he's a good guy. All right. Uh, fuck Twitter though. See you, <laughs> Peace.